Hello and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. We have some really good subjects to discuss this week, including Megan and Kate's appearances at Wimbledon and Archie's very private and surprisingly controversial christening. Yeah, I'm, I feel like we all of a sudden, after kind of a slower royal summer, I would say so far, this past week, there was a lot going on over the 4th of July holiday. So we have a lot to catch up on. Oh my gosh, a royal summer. That's the beach read I want. <laughs> oh God, some sort of good royal romantic comedy. <laughs> Remember when we talked about when Prince George's teacher, whatever it was, fell in love with one of their friends? I feel like that, yes, that the novelization yes, of that summer. would be called a royal summer, maybe. A summer long fling, oh, yes. Amazing. I'm all about that. I, I want a royal summer. Um... <laughs> Let's start with the christening, though. Big news. Big news. Archie was christened over the weekend in Windsor inside the Queen's private 30-seat chapel at Windsor Castle, not at St. George's Chapel, where Harry and Meghan were married. It was very private, as we mentioned. Only about 25 people attended, including Prince Charles, our girl Camilla, Prince William, Kate Middleton, Doria, who looked fantastic, Mm -hmm. resplendent, I would say, in pink, Two of Princess Diana's sisters, Lady Jane Fellows and Lady Sarah McCordale, and Harry and William's childhood nanny, Tiggy Leg Burke. I want to know more about Tiggy. I know. They had the photos of her driving in, and she looked amazing. She had these kind of sharp red eyeglasses on that were kind of fashionable. I was into the look. Um, who wasn't there? Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip. They already had other plans um, to be at Sandringham. And quick th- quick side Markle. note, though, in a meeting I was in, or at some conversation I had yesterday where someone was asking about why the Queen wasn't there. Don't you think it is, it's interesting? So the Queen didn't go to Louis either, but she did go to George and Charlotte's. I'm so curious what plans one would have or the Queen would have that would supersede that you couldn't move them for this christening. You know what I mean? Right, right. Well, she has a very busy schedule book, and I feel like, right. I don't know, with grandparents, the first and second grandchild are treated a little different. Mm, good call. Maybe. Good call. No, I agree. And Tom Markle, everyone I'm sure will be shocked to hear, was not there. He's already spoken to the Daily Mail to explain how much he would have liked to be there. He said, I have been asked if I would have liked to have gone to Britain to see my new grandson being christened. I was an altar boy at age 12, a confirmed member of the Queen's Church at age 14, and Archie is my new grandson. So, of course, I would have enjoyed being there for the blessing, wishing Archie and his parents health and happiness. I love he was ready with all of his qualifications to attend. (laughs) I know. I almost felt, when I clicked on the link, whenever the Daily Mail put their interview with him up or the post about it up, I was expecting some kind of really intense like incendiary angry comment and i feel like he really workshopped this quote you know what i mean (laughs) like i i i can sense that there isn't like this is pretty for him mild right right this isn't as hostile do you think samantha's still involved in the editing process or no we haven't heard from samantha in so long i was thinking about that which scares me (laughs) like what is she what is she plotting I agree. Yeah, the qualifications. It's funny. I don't know. I just I felt like to me this felt like very clearly like he'd run this by a publicist or something. 
Oh my gosh, I don't even want to imagine a day in the life of Tom Marvel's publicist. Oh God. (laughs) So members of the St. George's Chapel Choir performed at the ceremony. Archie was baptized wearing the same royal gown William and Kate's kids wore. Mm. But the event was very private, which seemed to rankle both the press and the public. The press, because no media was invited to cover the event. I love there was this quote from Majesty Magazine, which, Josh, how do we not work there? No. Editor-in-chief Ingrid Seward said, I've covered five or six christenings during my royal career, and I've never come across such secrecy. Another royal biographer said they can't have it both ways. Either they're totally private, pay for their own house, and disappear out of you, or play the game the way it is played. Penny Junor, that royal biographer, was referencing Frogmore Cottage's highly publicized renovations. It, it definitely, Josh, what did you make of all of this? Were you bothered by the secrecy? Well, I guess it didn't seem that different... From like a consumer for like for us, like we, I mean, we had we saw the official portraits. I guess the biggest difference was for the other christenings, you would see them all enter, and that right, was always kind no of arrivals. fun because I remember was it for Louis? I can't remember which one it was where you would walk, like was it, that was that live stream where you would see everyone come in and kind of like through the camera, everyone would kind of take screenshots of them entering. That was kind of fun, right? And the, it was fun. And Charlotte, when she left, told the, mm-hmm, the press pool, like, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to come with me right. or something like That's that. That's fun. Yeah, I guess it's a bummer that they didn't open it up to all of that. I'm sort of, like, not surprised, though. It sort of feels, it right. feels like this is the Harry Meghan sort of MO. It's the same way they did the hospital situation when Archie was born. Like, I feel like they just don't want to play the games of, of like, giving the press you know, any scraps. But I also feel, I feel like people love that kind of thing. I don't think it's that much of an imposition to have the press watch the arrivals and such. Right, but they did still release two portraits on their Instagram. I can see it both ways. I can see it both ways. Right. The other private aspect, I guess, was they didn't release the names of the godparents, which to me was surprising. Right, Right, okay, true. So that the, the private ceremony is one thing where I was kind of like alright this makes sense I was surprised that they didn't really say with the godparents because I think all that does to me is raise more intrigue about it like if they I get that they want to maintain the privacy of private citizens or whatever the reasoning they gave was but I don't know I just feel like now all this does is make people really curious like who it is and trying to figure it all out and then we'll we'll talk about Wimbledon soon but the, the, the women that Megan went with her like high school friends and that was two days before the christening so everyone assumed that those two friends must be the two of the godparents like I just feel like it's almost made it into this like weird guessing game that's almost creating more attention for the whole thing right and Serena Williams was asked whether she's she a godparent she said she had to be working and Megan really respects oh because she was playing at Wimbledon yeah I mean, yes, I don't know. I just it sort of feels to me like re- I don't know. Release it to me. I think it's strange to me just because there were so many A-list celebrities like George Clooney, Amal, oh, Oprah, oh. at the wedding itself, who to me kind of had a tenuous connection at best, right, to the couple. And then the same with the baby shower with Gail King showing up, right. And then I guess they so none of those people went to the christening. I guess, or we don't know if they did. We don't know. Right, we don't know, I guess. 
Very curious to see what kind of reports will come out in the next few weeks, mm -hmm. if these godparents will be outed somehow. Um, I know, it did occur to me that they're third in people, I could imagine, not being able to, like, keep the secret of it. I know. If you had to make a bet on two people, who would it be? Well, I think that definitely seems to me likely that the two women who went to Wimbledon with her, Lindsay Roth and Genevieve uh, Hillis, are... I would have thought Jessica Mulroney, but she didn't, because she was almost like the de facto maid of honor at the wedding. But, I mean, I don't know. We haven't heard anything about her being in London. We haven't seen her. I follow her on Instagram, and I don't think I've saw anything about her being in London. I kind of feel like they didn't make any of the celebrities godparents. That's my feeling. Because I feel like a lot oh, of these, I feel like these celebrity friendships, as you said, it's like hard to assess how much, I don't know. Obviously, everyone pays attention to the Serena and Amal of everything, but we don't really know how close they are. And it makes more sense to me that she would have, like, a longtime college friend become a godparent than, like, one of her new celebrity friends. Right. Maybe as a couple, they'll play the whole starry game. But when it comes to Archie, yeah. they're really trying to preserve his privacy. Though I guess Serena organized her baby shower and does seem very close to her. Serena seems possible to me. Right. I can see that. Um, so the same day, they did release two portraits. One was a very sweet, intimate shot of Harry and Meghan and Archie mm -hmm. in the Rose Garden. It was black and white. It was very lovely, intimate moment. The other was the more traditional group portrait, which I love so much. It's a little surprising. I was taken aback. We're going to get into it in a second. Uh, let's see. I'll pull up a photo here. But in the back row is Prince Charles, Doria, again, looking incredible in pink, Princess Diana's two older sisters, Lady Jane, Lady Sarah, and Prince William. Seated is Camilla, and then Meghan, Harry, and Archie, and then Kate. Josh, what's just first reactions, what did you think of the shot? I thought everyone looked happy, and I think my first reaction was everyone looked good. I thought sometimes you these official portraits, people look like awkward or particularly kind of stiff. And this one, I felt like people looked generally chill. I almost wondered if maybe when the queen isn't around, people can be slightly more relaxed or something. Oh my gosh, I'm intrigued that your read was chill because the body language experts read something else oh my God, entirely. Well, I can't wait to talk about that. <laughs> I thought that... Kate looked great to me for some, like maybe because she's wearing the pink at the red. My eye went there. I love my, that my eye went there first. The red sort of hat headband thing that she's wearing with the red shoes. The pink thing is like bright. I think she looks good. The, my first, honestly, was like trying to figure out who the two women next to William were until I looked at the caption and understood. Because at first I was thrown off by their inclusion. What else did I notice? I thought Harry looked the most relaxed of anyone. And Camilla looks great. Everyone, Doria, I feel like the, everyone kind of just looks sort of uh, happy. I did think that it was interesting. William's expression's a little weird. I don't know if the body language experts read into that too. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Well, wait, we have to... I can't believe you didn't even bring up Lady Jane's incredible yellow suit in Panama oh, hats. I love Because that style. is where my eyes went is that, first. Is that the first thing you saw? Well, the, the, her look is so funny and intense. I love it. It's like so at odds with everyone else's vibe to me. 
I know she must have been tipped off that she would be in this portrait. Oh, you think she wasn't? Well, I, I just am trying, I'm trying to figure <laughs> imagine out. Imagine like, the thought process that goes to picking out the Panama hat. Like she looks a little bit like a Bond villain <laughs> or something. <laughs> that hat. It is interesting, too, because she's framed in the middle of the five of them in the back. Like, she's almost like the centerpiece centerpiece. of the photo. It's funny. And then her hat is so prominent, so it just adds to that. Forty years from now, Archie's going to be discussing that Panama hat. Oh, my God. It's so funny. Yeah. I also had the thought of, I was like, for some reason, expecting George and Charlotte were going. So I was kind of interested about it. That would have been nice. And I like thought that would have been fun. I know people, I didn't pick up on this at first, but then people, I saw some stories about the like space between Megan and Kate because like that pillow is propped up there. I didn't register that though at first. I just assumed that that was sort of the way the pillow was. Right. Yeah, I didn't even pick up on that. But because so little information was released about the christening, the body language experts were really, Mm -hmm. really in high demand. Judy James told The Sun that Camilla was very relaxed and jolly looking, but over on the other end of the photo, Kate sits at the other end looking oddly self-diminished and prim with her arms pulled into her torso and a part smile on her face. Given all the rift rumors, the rather ready-to-flee tension in her pose could be seen as awkwardness, but it could also show a desire to lower her own status signals and not upstage the happy couple. Judy explained Kate wasn't the only royal who stood out in the image, revealing that William appeared to be pulling a self-protective barrier pose. Oh my god. William's pose behind her looks harder to fathom, it seems to show the prince in nightclub bouncer mode. I love that. The fig leaf hand, <laughs> the fig leaf hand gesture, head tilt, and rather evaluating facial expression and knowing smile all bear the hallmarks of a man who won't let you into the venue until you produce some ID. I bet Judy James was really proud oh of that comparison, God. that description. That is some like great metaphorical work. I mean, I don't know. It's always like the case with these body language people. It's like, yeah, I see sort of where his expression and stance would like be able to have you go there. But it sort of feels a little, you know what I mean? It's a little much. I would have loved if with the Sussex's new Instagram account and how modern it is, they would have included some sort of video component, like a time lapse of everyone posing for this portrait. They need to hire you to help them with their social strategy. Because I also was wondering, I wanted some BTS shots. I wanted wanted an Insta story. I wanted something. Like, even if it was just the slightest, can you imagine even just the slightest, like, four-second glimpse of Archie and Megan or something? Like, that would be so wild it wouldn't be but it would feel that way so like i just feel like they should i if i were them i would experiment with something like that right but maybe megan didn't want to kind of tip her hand in front of the cambridges Mm, that's possible i was surprised i will say that you mentioned the other portrait of the three of them the black and white one but like i kind of was expecting just because of the way megan and harry do things that it was going to be like a vastly different output from the christening but it was basically what we're used to for any of these royal events like it didn't feel like they, did, they didn't necessarily innovate so much in terms of like the instagram-ness of it all 
save for the Panama hat. Thank save God for, for the, the Panama, Panama hat. hat. That is my highlight. Agreed. There was also a bit of drama over Kate's choice of earrings. She wore the same mm. Collingwood pearl earrings that Princess Diana wore to Prince Harry's christening in 1984. Some people thought that Kate should have given the earrings to Meghan to wear rather than wear them herself. Josh, do you care about this? God, you just can't win these days, can you? I think I saw that too, but then Kate owns those earrings, I believe. I think she was gifted them, and Megan wore the same earrings she wore right. to the wedding. So. I don't think that's an it. I think that's fine. I feel like I always imagine, though I've always wanted so badly someone to do a breakdown of what actually goes on behind the scenes. Like, I always assume that everyone's running by everyone or there's some assistant whose job it is to send like an email out the night before with what everyone's wearing. They must coordinate, right? There's no way they don't. Right. So I feel like it, in that sense, I assume Kate ran that by Megan, I'm guessing. Right. I imagine some sort of like clueless wardrobe. <laughs> I would love to see like a Devil Wears Prada style scene where there's like a rack of clothes and they all go in and pick out their thing. Oh, especially Camilla. Oh, Camilla comes in, swoops in <laughs> to pick out the hat of the day. And Kate, I, I feel like there must be some of that, though, back and forth. Because, like, I don't think, or maybe it doesn't matter, but I would imagine if one of them picks a certain color, then the others have to work around that, that kind of thing. Right. Kate, Kate went for it with her look. I was really into it. I know. Unexpected color combination. Mm -hmm. But this color blocking it style thing, like, it's really good. Right. Like a marvelous Mrs. Maisel vibe. Oh, I was yeah. Into it. With the headband. I like that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm so curious to hear what everyone thinks of the christening, of the Panama hat. Let us know your thoughts. Yes. Okay. So then I guess we're actually going backwards in time now, weirdly, but only by two days. So Kate and Megan, a few days before the christening, each went to Wimbledon separately Last year, as we all remember well, the day <laughs> memorialized in time when Kate and Megan went together to the women's final. That still could happen, especially I feel like if Serena's in the final, I would imagine they both will go, which will be this coming weekend. So that's to look forward to. But Oh my gosh, uh, block out I know. schedules. I, I'm so, so, so desperate for the two of them being together in the stands for another event. Okay, so Kate went first. I think she went on Tuesday uh, or maybe Wednesday. Uh, she wore a white Alexander McQueen dress, black buttons. Josh's very expert fashion commentary is that it was a good look. <laughs> she Great look. She, did you like the look? I thought it was good. Yeah. I did. I thought it was classic. Very, very classy. Because we're going to get to Megan's outfit later, which again created some controversy. What doesn't at this point? But Kate wore a very classic tennis look, tennis whites even. She started on court 14, which I love because I just imagine whoever it was who couldn't get tickets to center court, who was there that day on the grounds at the All England Club, you're on court 14 and you look up and Kate Middleton's just chilling. I love that idea. So she was sitting between two British tennis players. Julie, imagine, I was trying to imagine what it'd be like to have to make small talk with Kate. You're just like an up and coming tennis player or whatever it is in the UK tennis farm system. And then they guess send you a note that you can come sit next to Kate Middleton to watch a match. And do, like, how often do you talk? I was trying to figure out how often you would think. I feel like matches in that sense are already a little tricky. You're not sure how often you're supposed right. to talk to your friend anyway when you're watching a match. Like, how often did they lean in to whisper to Kate? Do you wait and have her whisper to you? 
I was very curious about the protocol of that. But eventually they moved to center court, or she moved to center court. I don't think the other two tennis players did, uh, where she sat in her usual box. The main takeaway was that when she was sitting with these two British tennis players, I guess they did talk enough that they shared some personal details because it came out after that one of the two people who was sitting next to Kate went on this morning show or some digital show called Wimbledon Morning Coffee and told the hosts that in their conversation at Wimbledon, Kate revealed that Prince George's favorite player is Roger Federer, but more intriguingly, she revealed that they had played tennis together, Prince George and Roger Federer, which is a great little news item nugget that this tennis player garnered from sitting next to Kate at Wimbledon and then shared the next morning on Wimbledon Morning Coffee. Um, (laughs) I'm Julia, first of all, are you surprised... I, for some reason, was that the George and Roger Federer have played tennis before. Yes. Well, I, I thought it was so very British and upper class British that he, first of all, has a favorite tennis player. <laughs> yeah, at age like, five. I know little five, five-year-old right. kids that have favorite baseball players or hockey players. But I'm just trying to imagine the circumstance in which Roger would have played with George. Josh, how would you, if you were to imagine this, how did it come about? Well, that was my question. I feel a little bit... Was it like some sort of auction item? George Bell? I know. It also made me just think more about like stuff that happens with celebrity friends or like with people who come by that we just never hear about. Because I was, it made me wonder like kind of how many of these things happen. We just never have any idea. But, you know, Kate behind the scenes all the time is fielding requests from... Like maybe Meryl wants to come do an acting class or like maybe, you know, <laughs> like I don't know. Or, you know, Rihanna wants to come sing or like Adele wants to come do a concert. Like maybe that happens all the time and we just don't know. I always imagine they have these like low key nightlife sort of situations where they just kind of go home and chill. But it must not be that way. I know. What other like world famous celebrities has George had private audiences with? with? I know. I do want to know more about where it happened. Also, I'm always interested, too. I guess they have a tennis court at one of their homes, so maybe that one isn't as surprising. But how this stuff happens without anyone finding out, if there are, like, people on around with cell phones and that kind of thing. I'm a little disappointed, even though this tennis player got incredible information, I'm a little disappointed there wasn't a follow-up about the circumstances. I know. That was sort of it. It could have been like a two-second thing. It could have been a full-on like hour-long lesson. Maybe I feel like he probably played with Kate too. True. We know Kate loves playing tennis. Doubles, right? I love oh, that. Wow. Maybe Pippa got involved because I also read in one of these write-ups about this that Pip that Roger Federer went to Pippa's wedding. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So wow. they must be like social friends with them. Interesting. Okay, so then Megan showed up to Wimbledon the next day. She was with two of her college friends. We already mentioned that. She was there to watch Serena, her other pal. She was dressed very casually. We got some DMs about this because people seemed a little surprised that Megan wore jeans to Wimbledon. It wasn't the jeans that kind of made me feel like anything was up, but I did think it was interesting that her two friends were wearing pretty formal dresses. Like right. they, they were almost wearing like party cocktail style dresses but then Megan was very dressed down in jeans. So that only thing that seemed interesting to me there was that maybe they hadn't coordinated that or something. They clearly hadn't coordinated that. No. I know, I'm a little confused by that choice because she must have known also that wearing jeans would cause 
Yeah, people are always wanting to chat. Uh, she was wearing one of her trademark Panama hats, which we've seen a million times that she loves with like a white blazer. It was a kind of like classic Megan look to me, the dark sunglasses, the big hat. I was definitely like not, it was very just like standard fair Megan to me, but it was more, I guess the jeans makes it a little less. I also feel like though, I don't know, maybe because she just recently had a kid, like she's kind of can do whatever, like she can wear whatever she wants. Maybe that's just what she kind of like felt like was most comfortable. I don't know. I like that take. That's a very generous take. I also don't know enough about what one wears to Wimbledon. Like people, all the headlines I saw seemed like people were outraged or something about the jeans. Whereas like at the US Open here, I feel like people wouldn't think that was weird at all. Well, it does seem like a the kind it's of thing a little where more men formal. wear suits and yes. Yeah, and I guess Kate was very always gets pretty dressed up when she goes. Right. Also, remember the big pants Megan wore to the women's final last year? I can't forget them. Oh, Seared those into my memory. Oversized white pants. Um, <laughs> On my deathbed, that image will flash through my mind. <laughs> you could do worse for last images. <laughs> now. Somehow the jeans was only the, like, smallest of the scandals related to Megan going to Wimbledon, because, of course... This is so good. The press found something else to make into a controversy. So, BBC reporter Sally Jones told TMZ, this got up to the TMZ of it all, doesn't, these things don't always hit the American tabloid press, I feel like, that she was sitting in the member's box taking pictures of Serena Williams, this is Sally Jones, when one of Megan's bodyguards came up and said, would you not take photographs of the Duchess? She's here in a private capacity. And then Sally Jones, this BBC reporter, said that she was just trying to take photos of Serena, and that the sec- she told the security guard that, and that she didn't even know that Megan was there, which I do not buy, because how could you not have realized Megan was there, but that she was simply trying to take a shot of Serena, and that uh, she didn't take a single photo of Megan before or after she was approached, but apparently no one was allowed to take a photograph of Megan. And then Sally Jones, this reporter, used this as a jumping off point to just kind of go off. Uh, so she said that she thinks this is a sign that people at the palace are suffering from a feeling of entitlement. Uh, she says the whole thing's ridiculous. She said she wasn't the only one who was shooed away in TMZ's words. Several other spectators with phones out were told to beat it. Although it's certainly worth noting, her security seemed fine with fans taking photos when Megan was signing an autograph for a little boy. Guess a photo op still a photo op. Jones, this is all TMZ. Jones feels Megan's move was childish and says Prince Harry and his wife see themselves more as A-list celebrities rather than royals carrying out their duties. She added that there were tons of professional photographers there anyway getting pics of Megan, so it wasn't like she was there undercover. So this seems like the classic to me like type of scandal the press loves. Uh... I kind of feel like, Julie, if you were in this crowd, how could you not try to take a covert photo of Megan? That's all I would be doing. Um, so if anything, I feel like Sally has to learn how to be more subtle with her iPhone skills. Oh. Um, but I don't know. What do you think about this? I guess it is... I guess we have to take her for her word that they told her that there were no photos of the Duchess. But it seems if she's at Wimbledon... Right. She, like, there are a million cameras. Everyone has a cell phone that... It reminds me of like when Kate and William, I, I feel like I talk about this every episode, went to that basketball game where Beyonce went. Like everyone's taking a million photos of them. That's like all that anyone was doing in the stands. I sort of feel like, it's in, in all, I know she was there in a private way with seeing her friend, but like it's a public event. I feel like you can't really do much at this. 
I totally get it if she's at a restaurant at dinner or if she's in the park with Archie, but this does not feel like that to me at all. There's people taking photos of her every second, the professional photographers. Right. I guess to give her the benefit of the doubt, maybe the security guard went rogue Mm -hmm. and Megan hadn't asked him to do that. This also could be one of those, like, uh, miscommunicate. I don't know. Like, we don't really know the whole situation, I guess, in terms of, like, how, who the security guard was, if he was an official security guard, maybe it was someone else. I know. If anyone was there in the stands and overheard this. I know. I guess I just, uh, to me, I feel like there's maybe more to this story, but I love that, of course, everyone's run with this to make it. I think Piers Morgan already has written about this. Hmm. It's, like, turned into one of these, like, Megany hot button issues where no one can stop, you know. Anyway, we'll see if Serena. So Serena's into the semifinals today, I believe. I think there's a probably good chance, right, that Megan will go again to see her either in the semifinals or the finals. Yes, yes, and I think she'll wear something dressier than jeans. I agree, and I also wonder if they're both there. They'll fit together, right? Right. So that will happen on sun Saturday, I guess, would be the women's final. Um, Fingers I'm crossed. Very intrigued. I wonder if like people will, there'll be a whole thing about like if you can take photos of them or not. I I don't know. We'll see. I mainly my main hope is that they just are sitting next to each other. I know. I would love George showed up as well. Since now ah, we have a huge fan. And now that we know Roger Federer's <laughs> BFF. All right. Yeah, I think that is our main... The Wimbledon's coming up. Other than that, there's not a lot of Royal. Megan's laying low, I think, other than that. And I don't think... Now that the christening's in the rearview mirror. I know. But let us know if you have any story ideas for our upcoming book, A Royal Summer. Yeah, what would you want A Royal Summer to be about? Julie and I will take take any ideas (laughs) you have and run with them. And yeah, curious what people thought of the christening photos... I know some of you already sent us your thoughts, but send us more even because I'm, I'm always interested in that kind of thing. There's a lot to look at, at that, in that photo. Lots of things to go back to and understand and discover. Yes. All right. That was it for this week's episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Remember to check us out on Apple Podcasts, rate, review, all of that. We really appreciate it. And feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We're also on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. Uh, this episode is edited and produced by Brett Fuchs. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. And until then, no, no bad, bad energy. energy.